Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most cowardly podcast network. Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this episode, we watched Sinister. Sinister is a 2012 supernatural horror film directed and co-written by Scott Derrickson and C. Robert Cargill. The story follows true crime writer Alison Oswalt, who moves his family into a new home which, unbeknownst to them, is the site of his latest case, a family who were all hung from a tree in the backyard. Alison intends to use the case of the murdered family as the basis for his new book and hopes that his research will reveal the fate of the Stevenson's family's fifth member, a 10-year-old girl named Stephanie, who disappeared following the murders. Alison then finds a box of Super 8 home movies in the attic which shows footage of not only the Stevenson murders, but a number of others. Cargill. Step one. Our man. Oh, get him on the show. That's the dream. <laughs> oh, that's the <laughs> Is that the goal of this, yeah. the goal of this podcast? Yeah. Get big enough. Get him on. Get someone who scares us to come on and scare us in real life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get him yeah. on just to tell us a scary story. I mean, half the things we watch come from his recommendations. <laughs> true or true. Yeah. It is true. All of the obscure things. Yeah. 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 When he does that thing where he's like, if you like this movie, here are four other movies oh, you I should watch. Big yeah. fan of that. Bloody love it. If you, look, if you listen to this, you should. You should listen. You should go follow Cargill on Twitter. Yep. Follow oh, Cargill great. on Twitter for quality movie recommendations and solid writing advice. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you're an aspiring writer, yeah, he's probably one of the best you can follow. He is one of the best, I think. Yeah. He, um, because he's not like Macquarie's also good, but he's not like bombastic. Like Cargill's like, yeah, today sucks. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Replies yeah. to a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. A yeah. yeah. lot, lot of time for him. Just Very funny too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm actually reading um, one of his books, Sea of Rust, at the moment. I'm about halfway through. It is just quality. It is just he he's like because he obviously knows he's writing. He does this great thing where every chapter increases the pace a little bit more. Like it's that incremental thing where you thought I already thought we were sort of going a mile a minute, but then now we've actually got a new threat. He does it very well. There's a lot to learn from him. I guess that's why he's good at horror. Is yeah. it's because horror is just like, hey, here's a problem. Hey, what if it was worse? Hey, what if it was worse? Hey, right. what if it was ghosts? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting for this one because you, one of you guys told me early, which I, I think I'm actually grateful for, that him and Derrickson said that they don't do happy horror. Mm. That basically our characters aren't going to go through hell then only to come out the other end. Yeah, there's, know, there's scarred no, but okay. There are no final girls in a Derrickson yeah. Cargill. Mm. Which I think helped me over the line for this one because I – 
it wasn't until later, I was telling you these guys earlier, but this movie actually got to me where a few nights later I had to go out and just close my window from the outside because my house is cooked. And walking back through the hallway, I had a little little bit of, uh-oh. No. Damo. And it's never, like, normally, lately, like, obviously, since we started Scaredy Boys, the whole point is that we are genuine Scaredy Boys. But I'm usually pretty good at going, okay, I was scared during the film. I was maybe scared for a little bit after. And then I compartmentalize it. I put it away. Damo's a happy boy again. But it didn't happen this time. Like, I kind of had to calm myself down and then it didn't work. And so I just went to the bedroom where lights and my wife were and it was all okay again. Did you walk in and was she like, are you okay? And you were like, no, I'm scared. I think she'll be closing the window from, from now on. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, the now I'm just picturing in your mind the little where you've filed things away. Yeah. They're just <laughs> rattling a, away those drawers. That's a box you don't want to open, oh, mate. Oh, <laughs> fuck. I get to keep this happy demeanour because it's all tightly locked in these yeah. little boxes. Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah. Oh, man. I, on that, um, you know, not happy ending with the horror. Yeah. It's not my preferred thing because oh. I like to watch a story and if I'm watching char- – if I become attached to a character mm. – I don't want to get to the end and for it to be depressing and for me to kind of be like, well, what was the point of that? Yeah, I'm, I'm much the same. Like obviously, there are people who love a, a good tragedy yeah. and sort of see something more in that. But for me, I'm the same. I'm like, if I'm following this guy, if, and obviously, like any good story, they've worked to make you like them. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I'm fine with you putting them through hell and torturing them for an hour and a half uh, because that tells a story and then – but then they've learned something. There's a there's a benefit to that. You've you've come out the other end and you've grown or you've whatever. Without that, yeah, it just feels like okay. So the, all you did was torture them for an hour and a half. Yeah. Why why would I want to follow along with that? It's one of the things that holds a for me, just this is just me personally. Mm. Other people might love this, but for me, it holds it back from being a really memorable film. I'm not going to think that much about Sinister. See, I don't. I'm an, I don't mind. I mean, I've seen Midsummer, so I don't mind a movie <laughs> that is like, hey, fuck you. Mm. I mean, I really enjoy The Blair Witch. That does not end well for anyone. Yeah. yeah. The Raisin Sinister is not a great film for me, and this is just because I think it's a really rude film um, <laughs> because the movie happens and there's some jump scares, and that's fine. I'm expecting those. You know what's fucking bullshit, Sean? Mm-hmm. Jump scares at the credits. That's <laughs> dog shit. That yeah. is not furthering the plot. That's not moving the story forward at all. That is just a big fuck you to me. So... Yeah. Scott, it's very rude of you. How one? How dare you? Two? How dare you? Fuck! Don't do a jump scare when I think there's not going to be any more because yeah. at the end of the movie that scared the shit out of me, and I've thought about that face for a lot, a long time. Yeah. Fuck! Well, I was reading. A, I, was I reading, hated it. I was reading. A, I thought of you today. I was reading a synopsis of this movie. To remind me, we watched this a few weeks ago, so I need to remind myself of it. And the synopsis finished with. Uh, the film concludes with the image of the box of films in the attic again and then um, we see the new title of the new film that's obviously been added to the collection and then Bagul suddenly appears warning that the viewers are next. Oh, I was like, oh, I didn't get that context from it. Hang on. <laughs> Scott Derrickson, have you cursed me as well? <laughs> Fuck, good thing I don't have an attic, dog. <laughs> I think this power has to, you have to have an attic, right? I mean, now if I see that box in my attic, I'm just not, Gonna open it. Ever. Never gonna watch a movie. No, again. I'm gonna cut my own eyes out. I haven't got an attic. Do you have an attic, Damo? No, no. Well, there's a there's like a crawl space. Oh, I'm never. Do have, <laughs> don't don't point at me like oh, that. We do have one of the um, oh, fuck. What are they called in the bathroom? You know the manhole. 
Yeah. Oh, so yeah, you got a crawl space. There's, there. there's that's something that's what up I'm there. About. Yeah. I've got nothing. My house is too modern. <laughs> You've got open sky. I've got a new you. house. Yeah, yeah, my house doesn't have a roof. <laughs> one of the lucky ones. I live in a park. <laughs> Tom's home. Tom's home. Got a lot of stairs though. Fuck, I do. For a ghost to just give you a little, a little nudge. So I have the most terrifying thing, and none of you said this, but someone else said this to me when I was oh. climbing my stairs one time. Just offhandedly said, "Do you ever turn the light off at the bottom of those stairs and just oh think god, about no. what would happen if you turned around?" I take, uh, I take those stairs why the time. Why plant that seed in so someone's head? You know what I do head. now is I turn the light on at the bottom of the stairs. I walk up the stairs and then I turn the light off at the top of the stairs. Mm. Yeah, and then wait for a sound. No, no, then I'm straight in my room, lock the door. Yeah, like a good boy. Ghost can't see me if I can't see it. This is again. This is the reason there was an opportunity for us to move on the, a a old prison that is now like being converted into units and apartments. Right. Yeah, and Adam was very keen on this. He's like, it's they're all modern, and I'm like, Adam, prison ghosts? Are you yeah. kidding? They've got to be some of the worst ghosts you can come across. Fuck yes, people they were, definitely got buried. They there. were fucked in real life. What are yeah. they going to do when they're dead? Right, Bagul us off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Bagul. Oh, children. This movie yeah. has some of the scary shit in it. Found footage. Do the prison shit. grounds have a cemetery? No, they just buried them in the... Oh, well, that's a good question. So, yeah, in essence, a cemetery. Like, they just buried them in the... Yep. Just like buried them God. between the walls of the prison cells. Yeah. I once did a like a corporate video at a at an old prison where the cells had been converted into like wine storage for rich people. Okay. You could have your own wine cooler and like cell, cell 43 or whatever. Oh, yep. Fuck yeah, let's have some ghost wine. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like how much money do you need to have to think, hey, this right. is a good idea. I mean, rich enough that if you died, you could be brought back to life. No doubt if you drink that wine, you're getting possessed by whoever was in that cell. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it might be an excellent Riesling from however many years ago, but that ghost is from however many I mean, years ago. I don't know about you the guys. ghost has fiddled with it for mm. sure. No Riesling is worth possession. No, thank you, Tom. I've always like, said that. <laughs> it's, it's a motto I live my life by. Uh, no white wine is worth being possessed by a ghost. Now, if it's a really good red, I'll allow okay, yeah. a little bit of head turning. Semi-possession, yeah. A little bit of projectile vomit yeah. speaking in tongues. <laughs> Have a Only, sip. Just a wee bit. Yeah. Have a sip. Have a vomit. Mm, quite hey, good. Look, sometimes if I drink enough red wine, I speak in tongues and I vomit. So <laughs> yeah. crawling on the roof for three seconds. That's yeah, just that's that. all. Just yeah, casual so. little crawl and then enough to be like, you know what? Done. Finito. Put the yeah. cork back in. So you need to put the cork back in. Ethan Hawke in this fucking movie. Yeah. I want to talk about how this movie opened because I actually, that was almost one of the worst parts. So it starts with the found footage, which was filmed on actual Super 8 to make it super yep. authentic because of course it was. Um, and is the hanging. The hanging. That's what it opens with. And it's kind of like, I've already seen it now. There's no, I can't be my normal cowardly self and kind of like, oh, look away because the bad part's happening. It's already happening. And then it, it happens for quite a while. Yeah, it's, a, like, it's the whole opening like two minutes. Right. It's, it is a long time. It's also framed in a way where, because it holds the frame for so long mm. and there's a bit of width in it, you think that like a ghoul face or something is going to pop out mm. and it doesn't. No, the branch shop even more. The branch gets cut, and then very slowly the weight goes yeah. down, and they go up, and and then the, uh, later on in the other version of the video, you see the girl climb out of the tree. Yeah, but yes. you're on it for like feels like three minutes or something. Right. I would argue that if you're looking in the background, because you that footage you see at the start, you mm. see it again later on, and he sees the mask of the, the flash of the ghoul. Yeah. My gut feel would be if you watch that footage again, he would be in the background of that footage. Reckon. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's that thing we've talked about where. The, uh, another movie we've watched, Ghost Story, did so well for the f- first 15 minutes where it 
it's holding the tension. You're almost wanting some creep to jump out. So you're like, cool, yeah. tension's been cut. It's happened. I can move on. But you're not. You're just watching this rather awful scene take place and you're just in it. Yeah. To be fair, the first act is really upsetting because the first act, there's no real supernatural element to it. He just finds these fucked fucking videos yeah. and he's watching them and it's kind of weird stuff is happening, but there's no like ghosts yet. Mm. If I watched this by myself, I think I would have shit my pants. Yeah. However, in the circumstances that we watched it in, <laughs> I was constantly like keeping an eye on. We had, there was a puppy and there was a cat in the room. And <laughs> it was busy. It was a blessing. It was, it was busy, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Tip, pro tip, always watch a horror movie with a small animal yeah. that needs or, to be or two, two that will interact in yeah. ways that force you to get involved. Yeah. Either by the end, though, they were sleeping together. That, that was very adorable, bed. yeah. Much like we do at the end of every horror movie session. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Cute in our big cuddly bunk bed. <laughs> it's a triple decker. I'm in the middle. Uh, well, while we're on the, the start of this <laughs> film, I've got a quick fun fact to, to kick us off. So the, the movie was Cargill who wrote it uh, was... It came from a dream that he had. Yeah. So he'd watched The Ring and then that night had basically the plot of this film play out in his headspace and then woke up with it. Where we might be like, well, that's fucked. I hope I never think about that again. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm running right the wall as fast as I could. Yeah. I that I could have raised the last 48 hours just to be clear. Yeah. Just to be safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Could have been uh, like my happiest day the day before. I'd still just want to erase it mm. just in case. Yeah. Some people have fun dreams. I dreamed the other night that I was helping a ghost sell his books. Helping a ghost sell his books. Yeah, at an auction house. It was really hard because he couldn't sign for anything because he was a ghost. That wasn't scary? No, he was just a helpful ghost. Well, I had that dream I told you guys about where yeah. the, the girl loses a bouncy ball and the dad goes through the door but like tethers himself and then the rope snaps and he's not attached to it anymore. And I was like, what? <laughs> Someone email <laughs> him if that's a... Movie. A movie. Because I feel like that it felt fully formed. Right. Hey, maybe you had a Cargill. <laughs> Could yeah. have. Maybe that's your sinister. Don't want to write that though. <laughs> <laughs> Too scary. Malevolent. <laughs> Do you think writing it out would alleviate the fear or increase the fear? Probably increase it because I'd have to uh, then perhaps answer the question of what's behind the door. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, good call. Yeah, I um yeah, enough fear. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, so I mean, it's the point where we talk about something because I've got to, like about where we like the people in it because I just got to say, mm. Ellison mm. behaves like a fuckhead and he kind of deserves it. I agree. Like right from the, like there's He a, kicks the rocks over on purpose repeatedly. Repeatedly. He's first of all in the house. He knows the people got murdered there. He fails to tell his lovely family and then he watches these movies on repeat. Like technically he doesn't lie when confronted, but I oh, lie by omission surely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did anyone die in this house? No one died in this house. No, they died outside in the yard. Yeah. What she means is did this house belong to the murdered family <laughs> you're right. investigating? He is a piece of shit. It's a bit of a piece of shit. I'm yeah. on the cop side, not the cop he recruits to help him. The sheriff who wants him the fuck out of the town. <laughs> the very first scene is like, yeah. well, fuck off. I'm like, yeah, here a cop. You're the yeah. one we all should all be listening <laughs> yeah, to. Get yeah. the fuck out. I love a sheriff who's just like, hey, hey, you fuck off. <laughs> the salty yeah, sheriff. Yeah. It's a great <laughs> character, yeah. Nah, powerful. Uh, and I wanted to talk about, okay, so there's to me there's obviously the two creepy elements in this film, which are related, but we get them separately, which is the, the children and Bagul. So which one did you guys find more scary. Uh, I mean, six to one, really, isn't it? Mm. They were both a bit fucked. For me, it's the kids. It's it's the scene where he goes up into the attic and they're all watching the film together and they all turn and look at him. Oh, yeah, that's a bit cooked. That did me. But then, then the next cool thing face. is Bagul I mean, then walks towards the screen. Right. And, and then you're out. like, just in case anyone wasn't scared, here's a jump scare. Yeah. yeah. I will say the kids are creepy, but Bagul's worse because the kids, there's that scene where like um he is like walking through the house and they're following him. Mm. They don't ever grab him. It's like they can't interact with him. They can't do anything to him. Yeah. And they look a little bit silly. They look a little bit silly. Whereas Bagul is terrifying and mm. feels like he could do a lot. Bagul has like yeah. sudden appearances and movements, whereas yes. the kids, it's kind of like, oh, I get what's going on here. Even just seeing that static image of him in the pool. Yeah. When he keeps like rewinding back and forth. And I'm like, yes. don't, don't look at it. Yeah. I read a great fact about that one too, where the guy literally just had to, do that. He was underwater and had to look at the camera and they had to weigh him down to keep him in the pool. Yeah. And they had to do these shots obviously quickly, but they wanted it to be long enough that it was creepy. Yeah. And so basically the guy nearly drowned like half a dozen times while filming this thing. Scott's irresponsible. (laughs) Dropping jump scares on me in a movie. I've got a murdering a man. I've got another good fact because I actually found some really interesting uh history for this film, which is that Cargill when coming up with with our so obviously Bagul is the boogeyman. Yep. It's a reinvention of the boogeyman. Um, so originally he was thinking of the idea of like a sinister Willy Wonka. Oh. oh. Which I think is actually brilliant. If done right, could be yeah. genuinely Very, terrifying. Um, Nosferatu. Oh, yes, I was thinking as that in, too. Yeah, not Christmas the film, Land. Joe Hill's book. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But basically, yeah, he got to the point where he thought, ah, it's too silly. So instead what he did was, and I think this is so great, he typed the word horror into Flickr, the photo website, and searched through 500,000 images. Jesus. Narrowed those down to 15, which included a photograph of a ghoul that was tagged simply Natalie. Oh, my God. Which that alone is, I'm already like a bit creeped out from that. So then they actually found the the photographer. Can you guys stay over tonight? (laughs) They they contacted the photographer and purchased the photo. The image, and then basically that's how what they based the, the, the ghoul off of. Natalie's one of the kids that goes missing too. There's a Natalie. Oh god, one that, of the families that, that goes makes missing. It, 
Worse. Hundred thousand. Yeah. And they bought the picture. And then they bought the picture, yeah, because obviously it's like, well. They must have literally copied it, nearly. I think so, yeah. Well, then they, because Cargill also said he was drawn to. Did you find um, out who Natalie was? No. Well, that's, the the name of Natalie is the worst part to me of that whole story. But yeah, Cargill was really drawn to the the makeup and the costume kind of reminding him of like black metal, which very much does if you kind of look at like, oh yeah, that guy could be playing bass in a metal band somewhere. No um, metal band I ever want to be involved with. And then he also used that inspiration for the symbol they used. For the oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's The lore is really cool. Yeah. It's mm. also one of those things. I love a horror film where if you want to, you can work out what's going to happen. Well, we, we worked what was going to happen because yeah. we, we learned the rules. I love uh, – yes. that's one of the things I love about horror films is that there are rules. Um, and that you can kind of like you can you can understand how to beat something by the rules. Mm. And it's, it's just a nice trope, and just that how what frustrated me about this movie so much is that we're given the rules, we know the rules of just horror as well. Ethan Hawke continually shows a blatant disregard for those rules. He's drinking, he's watching mm. shit on his own. Yeah, when things turn back on, doesn't turn on all the lights. He no. goes and investigates in the dark. Yeah, like he never once flicked a switch. No. Turning to flick a fucking switch. Never tried. Oh, God, Ethan. Just like, and then when he's back in the attic and the, the box is there again, it's like, mate, champ, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Even during the day or like even just like general scenes, right? Like there were scenes where they're having dinner as a family. Right. The lighting is like they've just lit the table. Yeah. You can't see the corners of any room. No, yeah. And that just is unsettling. There's always this yeah. halo of darkness around yeah. them. Yeah. And, yeah. I think that a fucking gross bad house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it does do a good thing to an audience where, at least for this audience member who's a coward, where I was always a little on, on edge. I'm like, well, someone just turned the lights on. Like I was kind of getting a bit done with it. Mm. So you know, I thought that was that was quite well done. But yeah, Ethan in the end, like you said, he ignored all the rules. Like who knowingly goes into a haunted house, signs the lease for it and says, yes, thank you. Like, oh, you're a dickhead, Ethan. He, he it's, his, it's so like he even like goads it. Like, you know, by trying to watch it again, he yells at it. He thinks he's yep. defeated it. He yeah. thinks he's great and clever and he thinks it's a serial killer. Mm. And the cop that he ropes into his team, um, Officer Somebody. Officer So-and-so. Officer So-and-so, that's right. Uh, gets him on board. That guy is immediately cleverer yes. than Ethan Hawke. Well, he's yeah. the one who actually figures out the pattern, the, the pattern, which we had kind of pieced together when, we were, when he was talking to Officer So-and-so. And this is meant to be Ethan Hawke's character's whole deal. He's meant yeah. to be the, the crime solver. To be to look to uh, Allison's credit, he's an alcoholic, <laughs> yeah, uh, and he's also not doing too well. He's not having a good time at no. this point in the movie. So maybe his faculties aren't there. And I mean, mm. if given the option to, where we could just leave, we would. Mm. Oh yeah. That's if we hadn't, if we hadn't, if we hadn't worked out that leaving made it worse, we would leave. Yeah. This probably wasn't as effective for me because I did not like. Did you guys like him? I didn't like him. No, I did. Immediately, I did at the. I did at the start. So he had the little interaction with the daughter painting on the walls. I thought, oh, that's that's not too bad. And then even the way he was a bit like with the the sheriff, he kind of was holding his own. He was being a bit cheeky, but he's also playing along. Thought, oh, he's done all right. Yeah, there. That's a hostile situation. He's done all right. But then as soon as you find out that he hasn't told his family, they're in the very house where people yeah. got hung. The hanging we had seen, you know, 10 minutes earlier. That it, I was like, oh, well, you're an idiot. You're an idiot then. Yeah. No, actually, it's all gone. I, yeah. I don't give a shit because that little daughter is lovely. Mm. And now look what you've done to her. The one thing I do like that is really creepy about this film that is done so well is they set up and pay off beautifully. Mm. Let's set up with an idea that our daughter can draw on the walls, but mm. only in the walls of her bedroom. 
oh, well, gee, I wonder what's going to fucking <laughs> happen there. Mm. Let's set up that this kid has night terrors. Yeah. Oh, gee, sick. Let's set up, like, the rule of, like, you can't be in this house. Or we'll set up that this box appeared out of nowhere. How's mm. it here? I'm going to destroy it. Yeah. Well, guess what? It's come back. They set up. He sets up and pays off. There's even this throwaway line he gives when he's like, the day I write a book for fame, not because of the stories, the day I cut my own hands off. And mm. then his undoing is that he wants to write a book to become famous again, not because of the story. Yeah. And uh, spoiler alert, he gets cut up yeah. with an axe. And daughter even says to him before doing so, I'll make you famous again, daddy. And you're like, oh, yeah, you will. Yeah, you will. Uh, another thing that I thought, I actually liked, I, it, it's arguably a bit of a cheat, but I liked it in this scenario for whatever reason, how on the inside of the box each of the kids had drawn a little stick figure of yeah. their, with them we saw. Hated it. <laughs> yeah, I hated it. That's Absolutely also why I liked hated it. hated it. It's very effective. It was effective because yeah. it was the clue he needed to figure out about Bagul and see him in every yeah. shot. But, like, the box was creepy and seeing Bagul and the things was creepy. It was a nice way to deliver that information, that exposition, in a creepy but satisfying way. Okay, so well, I mean, our answers, are, our questions are already answered. But he acted foolishly, not oh, wisely. Yeah, he is a dumbass, he's and a his dumbass. wife and children died or became ghost slave <laughs> yeah. for a shit. Betcha's book would have sucked. <laughs> Betcha, the reason his other books aren't good is he's not even a good writer. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Betcha's a hack, the fucking dickhead, big fuck. Wear some nice cardigans though. Yeah, oh. grow a full beard. <laughs> I love that that's your greatest. <laughs> you dickhead, grow a beard or not at all. <laughs> What's this half-assed bullshit, Ethan? <laughs> okay, well then my next question. Now I actually have a – this obviously how would we have reacted in this scenario or how would we react in this scenario, except you actually raised a good point before, Tom, where we know the rules except for the fact is at what point – so leaving is what's going to get you done. Yeah. Leaving is when – moving into a new house, that's when Bagul is getting you. So at what point can you leave? You can't. But, like, the daughter needs to be possessed enough to murder you. Is she murdered from day one? I think – because here's the thing, right? You're getting, you're getting some fucked up shit happening too if you stay. Yeah. I think it's worse if you leave. So I don't know what you do. I Boys, we're fucked. I think, I think you're fucked as soon as you step into the house. So well, no, no, not as soon as you step into the house. As soon as you choose, as soon as you watch the Super Eight films, right? Yes, I think you probably films. get away with watching one, but if you watch yeah. all of them, yeah, you're done. So they wouldn't have been killed if they lived there forever. Well, see, well they would have been driven to the point, probably killed killed themselves. Yeah, I, yeah, that's what I think it is, honestly, because like you said, the children never touched him or did anything. He was just he was. It's almost like a bit of a shining thing where he's just losing his mind. He's losing his mind. He's not sleeping. He's. It's obviously horrific and yeah. dramatic. It wants to drive him to the point where he leaves. Yes. Yeah. And then not only that, the daughter is getting further and further under the control of Bagul. What is interesting though, you never see that. No, no. You have that one creepy shot where she's sitting in the bedroom just like staring <coughs> horrified and that little girl's like, be quiet. Oh, yeah, I didn't and like you that. you see behind him all like of the that. drawings have Bagul in them. Yeah, that's one of the worst bits of the movie. Mm. Anyway, basically, boys, I think you can't burn the house down because then you have to move. Yeah. So I think the only thing, the only thing, that, the only way to outsmart Bagul, no fixed address. Homeless. Oh. Nomads, baby. Gypsies. On the road. We buy a van. We never stop. Does that count oh. as a house, though? No. I don't think it does because, no, I don't think no, it does. No, I agree. You need an address. We're constantly mobile. We sleep. Yeah. We don't have an address, though. What's your address? What if, if the family unit post? breaks up? Ooh. Does that, do, does that do anything? Like if he says, look, I'm going to go off, live in a gypsy life, you guys go and live somewhere. <laughs> well, no, because the daughter's be possessed, right? 
Okay. Yeah, but what if he's on the other side of the country? Uh, there's no other option. Kill the daughter. Oh, oh shit, you're right. Yeah. You're so right. Yeah. He's not smart enough to figure that out. No. Nah. Or strong enough to do it. Okay. Question. <laughs> it's very bad. <laughs> you're like, I also, oh, what a weakly. Why did he kill yeah, his own daughter? What a piece of shit doesn't kill his own kid. Sean, <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. Yes. In this hypothetical scenario, yes, does. who is the daughter and why is it me? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that's what you got to do. I mean, it? Tom, this is your MO. You betray us in every situation. So that's why. So it's if I you. bought the house and lied about it, <laughs> you were really? both the person who bought the house and the daughter. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Stannis type moment here. So you're all over this. You've got to burn the daughter. Look at the smile at you your can't face. Burn the you house. Shit. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if everyone. Uh, I don't know if everyone's. Uh, Seen all of Game of Thrones. How'd that go for Stannis? Didn't work out well. Yeah, but interesting. I know happy endings. So oh, I don't know how. To, I don't know what my Cargill gosh. is. So clever. Mm. He's he's trapped us. He's trapped. This us. isn't a happy horror. I We're think not it's, I walking think it's away. Life. I think that's the only thing. Or if we all move separate homes, mm. like the car becomes your home, though. No, it doesn't. Though. But who? If someone's sending you a letter, where are they sending it to? No fixed address. I won't send you any letters. No but, post. But by that token, right? You could stay in hotels. No one knows your address. Yeah, I figure that works. So yeah, I think it works. Letters. Yeah, I think it works too. I think as long as you moving. don't live in it, move house, you're fine. That in itself would be a fascinating movie. Mm. Just a family mm. constantly on the move. If we settle, yeah, like how, to stay off how the long grid. do you have to be? Like, at what point is that your address? Yeah, yeah. If they if they rented a house for a week, is that long enough to count? What constitutes it being your address? Is it as simple as like say it's years later and the the girl uh, the daughter's grown up and she tells a boy where she lives mm. and then he knows an address someone knows an address and the girl's mm. like found her is that how it works? he's like evil Santa Krampus he's Krampus <laughs> <laughs> the name for evil Santa Tom to actually put another spin on it though yeah. I actually think maybe it's not moving mm. in somewhere I think it's moving out I think once you leave the house after moving right don't move on because the guy said you moved you shouldn't yep. have moved he's coming for you now. And then just that phone call and the when Ethan Hawke realises that and just is kind of like, oh. He just accepts it. Yeah, because I, well, I think he realises I'm fucked. Yeah, and that's when he has the cup of tea. And he's had it and he realises oh, I've been drugged. And then it's like, sleep well, daddy, or whatever the note mm. is from, from daughter. Where is it? Is it on the mug? Yeah. yeah. Is that under the mug? I can't remember. I wish his first instinct was to like yell out for his family to run. Not that it would have helped, mm. but like but he's, he's, wife and he's selfish got to the away. Very yeah, end, if the wife and kid had got away, that's a good question. Yeah. Could he have sacrificed unless, himself? Unless she got them already. Yeah. If she drugged all of them right, yeah, you're probably right. Because he's the only one who's awake. The rest are asleep. Feels like the daughter is the liability in this family yeah. unit. I think I'm. I'm. I'm actually. I'm not proud. Are of Are we this. murdering a child? I, mean, I think we're murdering a child. Are we killing a kid? <laughs> nah. Can we find a way though for someone else to do it? But cool. Yeah, but how do we trick the ghoul to be like, there's the kid, and we, we get away? Guys, 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 guys. We go, hey, Bagul, do you want kids? So what if we we gave you this kid? Yeah. It's not our kid. We can't biologically have a kid, the three of us. <laughs> Can you kill the ghoul, though? Can't you set a trap for the ghoul? There has to be. Do you know what, guys? Mm. Do you know do you know the untapped resource in this film is and who could be the saviour of our oh, lives? Yes. Vinny Sorry. D. Vinny D. D'Onofrio. We should go to Vincent D'Onofrio. Not what I thought when you said Vinny D. I was like, what? Vin Diesel <laughs> comes Time to go fast. Bagul fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I live my life one Bagul yeah, at okay. a time. We did spend a chunk of the movie thinking he was the ghoul. 
Very yes. true, yeah. yeah. But he I might have been the answer. I think there is a moment where the ghoul looks like him. I think yes. it's supposed to. Yeah. I agree. Sons of bitches. Because the reason I thought it is you never see the faces of the people that are helping him. Yeah. You know, so we bring him it. in to help. But how does but he then help? The reason I don't think he is is because then when he talks to him at the new house. Oh, but no, there's that thing. No, you know, the only way to win is for Ethan Hawke to have figured it out before he moved. Yeah. Then when you move, you've moved into a house that's already set up for the trap. Yep. You you figure it just, out, but you don't let the ghoul know. Yeah, you need you need to basically be like, Vincent, I need everything you got. How yeah. do we trap this guy? Mm. How, how would you trap him? it? I don't know. I don't know because he even talked about how in the past because he he exists through the media. He's he sort of yeah. haunts them by. So in the past there was like a painting and there was also like a stone carving or something like that, and they tried to destroy it, but they hadn't succeeded. And obviously for the films. He'd burnt them and then they just came right back. What if again? you ringed them and just filmed over the top? Oh, yeah. Does that just, just recorded, some- you know, the 2004 grand final over the top of <laughs> the 2004 If Ethan Hawke had called up D'Onofrio and said, This is the house I'm thinking of buying. I'll move there next. You set it up with traps and shit. Yeah. Does the ghoul know that? Like, what is his. Oh, no. uh, I think it's just the moving. Yeah. Unless D'Onofrio is the ghoul. The ghoul. I think we're fucked, boys. I think we're fucked. I think, I think we're has absolutely, absolutely put us in a maze and killed us. Fuck. Damn you, Cargill. Son of a bitch. Is that our first failure? I mean, I can't in life or just in this show? Because if in, in life, no. Sorry, mate. Boys. I think we managed to get away in most things. Even Blair Witch, we burnt the whole woods down. And yeah. that seems like you're trapped. Yeah. I think we're trapped. We're done. Unless the only way out would be to learn enough about Bagul to beat him. But or live with impossible. him forever. Yeah. Live with, Bagul's seems... just your roommate at that point. Do you know what? At that Guys, there's a sequel. It's a, it's a comedy. <laughs> but ghoul, you've been leaving dead kids in the hallway again. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. <laughs> and that's all the scary talk we have for this episode. I've been Damien. I've been Sean. I've been Tom. If you scary listeners have any comments about this episode, like to say hi or suggest films that we watch, you can email us at threescaredboys at gmail.com or find us on Twitter. I'm at, mid- at Midday Pajamas. I'm at Psychic of Dowie. I'm at Orchid Trade. Stay scared, everyone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 